It's 710 on the LegacyRetirementGroup.com phone line. He's our political contributor and, of course, president of Opportunity Ohio. You can find his work at OpportunityOhio.org. Also follow him on Twitter, at Ohio Matt. Mr. Matt Mayer joins us this morning. Matt, let's jump right into this. Uh, I, I was reading a little bit, uh, trying to interpret it. The Let's start with the U.S. Senate poll first. And, of course, uh, Trump's endorsement of J.D. Vance. Your findings and, and this uh, new uh, latest data that's out are, are quite interesting. Mandel's still quite a bit ahead here. Yeah, so the the, the new Trafalgar poll from last week, pre-Trump endorsement, uh, has Mandel up by about five points over J.D. Vance, uh, 28 to 22 and a half. And then uh, Gibbons has fallen down to 14 percent, Dolan at 11 and a half, and J- Jane Timken is down at 7 and a half percent. So easy, easy conclusion is, Jane Timken, excuse me, Jane Timken and Matt Dolan, their race is over, right? So that 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 that's that's a done deal for them. At this point, uh, so Matt, forgive me. So at this point, when you're at like Jane Timken, seven and a half percent, Matt Dolan's what eleven and a half almost. It's no matter how many commercials and advertisements you put out there, it's just too late. It's just too late. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna come up in the numbers, uh, and, and especially now with the Trump endorsement, you know that was Jane's kind of. You know, hail mary at that point, and and she didn't get that endorsement. So yeah, so her her race is over. Uh, Matt Dolan was never, frankly, in the race. He's always been the never Trump, uh, and I still believe he's really running for twenty twenty four to go get Sheriff Brown. And this is really a name ID uh, race for him, uh, which is you know he got in so late, you know those types of things. Um, and Mike Gibbons, you know, you, you, you know Mike Gibbons is the race is over for him as well, uh, given the Trump endorsement of JD because he's he can't. He can't make up those numbers. You know, he has spent probably close to twenty million on 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 TV and, and radio, and he had that lead early on, or you know, had that lead the last time we we talked about this race. Uh, but he's now fallen down, uh, which which I don't think you're going to get back up. So this is now really a two person race between Josh Mandel and JD Vance. Uh, I suspect a new poll will show JD ahead because in this poll, about fifty four percent of voters. Uh, said that a Trump endorsement would change their vote, would mm. you know, would would have them endorse that candidate. So, so that means Josh is going to lose some people. Mike, Matt, and Jane are going to lose people, and they're going to they're going to go to JD. So, I suspect this is going to probably pop JD up into the mid mid to high thirties, uh, which which may be enough for him to win. Uh, we'll see how many undecideds are left on the next polling. So it's still between uh, Mandel's twenty eight percent and JD Vance's twenty two percent. That you're saying that uh, does it look at least to you close enough with now this Trump endorsement for JD Vance that that could put him over? It, it, it's going to put him on top for sure. Okay. And the question becomes how far ahead of Mandel does he pop, uh, and then what's left undecided? And and with with the endorsement, do we see more votes from Gibbons, uh, Dolan, and Timken? Kind of essentially peel off of them and go to either Josh or J.D. And as you know, there's kind of a pushback by a small core of, of Republicans uh, on, on the Trump endorsement. Uh, you know, there's you know, people that have said, oh, you, you shouldn't have done this, and, and they don't like that he did it. So, you know, and those are going to be supporters of the other candidates that, that feel cheated at this point. But but he, he got in. He's going to have a big rally on Saturday in Delaware with J.D. Uh, so, so We'll see what the numbers look like, but I suspect J.D. is going to end up at around 35 to 40 percent 
uh, which which should be enough to win. But it, it all depends on, on what happens with these the rest of these undecided voters. Matt Mayer, president of Opportunity Ohio, is with us. He joins us every Thursday morning at this time. Matt, if I could ask you, it, it just seems like there is a vibe uh, and action from a handful of Republicans and what you would call Republican leaders who were scratching their heads or at least not happy that it was J.D. Vance who ended up getting this endorsement. When you first heard about it, what were your thoughts? Well, you know, I, I suspected it was going to go to either J.D. or Mike Gibbons. Um, and, you know, and I'm not surprised by either of those. You know, the, the, the reason people are surprised about J.D. Vance is because he was a never-Trumper in 2016, and he said some pretty you know, mean things about, about President Trump and about Republicans. And, um, and so, you know, he's had to walk those things back. He's done that. And, and he, so, yeah, he owned it. He did. Yeah. yeah, he absolutely owned it. Unlike lots of politicians who don't, as we talked about last week, right? The, the inability to say "I'm sorry" or "I was wrong." JD said, "Hey, I was wrong, and I'm sorry." And and I guess you have to ask yourself, you know, look, if if Donald Trump can forgive JD, you know, who is who is anybody else to say they should not, right? But but that's everybody's individual choice. Um, but but when you step back, you know, JD's message is is very close to the policies that most of Republicans like from Trump. Uh, so if he sticks to those, he'd be a very good senator for Ohio, uh, pushing that agenda. In in in, and I think that's ultimately, you know, the, the President Trump had to go with who he thought could win and would then remain faithful to that agenda. And in his sense, was JD, you know, young, vibrant guy, intellectually smart, and he can win the general. I think there's concern Josh won't win the general. I think there's concern that Mike Gibbons wouldn't win the general. Uh, so I think he went with the guy who has a compelling background, the compelling narrative, the compelling story that can go toe to toe with Tim Ryan in a way that you know Tim Ryan can't do the hard scrabble blue collar uh, background because JD's got that in spades. So I, I suspect you know it was a real political calculation by the Trump team. Well, yeah, and you know what you can you can hear the podcast, but we had Don Trump Jr. on with us a couple of days ago, and he basically yeah. he basically said that Mandel was incompetent. That he, and that's why they they went with uh, JD Vance. They had been a fan of his for a few years. So I thought, wow, that was didn't return phone calls, for example. So they they just weren't impressed with Mandel. If I could, Matt, I want to pivot to the poll for governor. And if the Republican primary for governor were held today, it was interesting to see these results. Yeah, these are really this is a really bad result for Mike Dewine and John Husted. I mean, it has them at about just below forty percent. And and look. This is an incumbent governor. There is no way an incumbent governor should be under 50 percent in a reelection. But the fact that Mike DeWine and John Husted, they are, they are under their 40 percent is deeply problematic. That tells you that that Republican primary voters simply do not like these two men. Uh, and that's why you're seeing Jim Renacci at 26 percent and Joe Blystone at around 24 uh, percent. They have a greater share of vote than than the incumbent re-electing, re-elect, you know, governor going for re-election, uh, that spells broad, broad dissatisfaction with Mike DeWine. And, and I suspect the reason Mike DeWine is ahead and will probably win is because, you know, he can spend way more money than either Jim Renace or Joe Blystone can. And, you know, Joe Blystone you know, has hardly any money, and the guy's, you know, still at 24%. Again, tells you there is a significant group of Republican primary voters that, that are very turned on by the Joe Blystone kind of libertarian uh, 
really grassroots focal focal point. Yeah, and, and that's always exciting to see that, you know, with what Blystone is doing, especially uh, Renacy. But is it enough to really overcome the machine that is DeWine? No, I don't think it is. I mean, and that's ultimately why, you know, you didn't see a, a real strong candidate come out uh, to run against DeWine is because, you know, everybody can do the math. They're, they're, they can raise a ton of money from the establishment, and DeWine has a, you know, $100 million fortune he could throw at this thing, and nobody can compete with that. So I think ultimately, right, th- that is what kept, you know, stronger candidates who, frankly, could probably could have beaten DeWine uh, if they had access to that kind of money, but but nobody does. So, you know, that's, that's where money, money wins in politics, unfortunately. So, and our final story here is something that you touched on. We we knew it. Anyone who, uh, you know, saw this back in 2020, a little bit of 2021, uh, not surprised by this latest info with a massive increase in black Americans murdered with a result of defund the police movement, according to the experts. Yeah, you know, Brandon, you and I talked about this a lot in 2020 and 2021 with, with the whole, you know, BLM, Antifa, the defund, defund the police movement. Uh, the, this idea that if you know we, we essentially you know handcuff the police uh, in, in in these urban centers, we, we talked about how it was going to truly hurt Black Americans uh, more than anyone else. And and here we are, two years later. And what do you know? Yeah. You know there's a 43 percent increase in the murder rate of Blacks um, because right the police are are being kind of neutered in the places where they do the most work, and and that's that's deeply unfortunate. Uh, and you know as of today. You know, Black Lives Matter has remained silent on this report. They're buying and, mansions. You know, I guess, they're, I guess they're, they're too busy buying houses in uh, six million dollar <laughs> houses in L.A. with the money that they got. So it's this is deeply unfortunate. This is where the progressive left needs to get a clue and realize, right? As Cory Bush, who's a, a congresswoman from Massachusetts, uh, who, who you know is aggressively defund the police, uh, she spends three hundred thousand on personal security because she can do that with campaign funds. Most Americans don't have those resources. They can't hire personal security. They can't put up walls like Nancy Pelosi has in San Francisco. They have to deal with the reality of day to day. And when the police aren't there or the police have feel like they can't be aggressive because they're, they, they're, they fear retribution uh, through lawsuits and whatnot, this is what happens. Minorities and others die at the hands of criminals. This is unfortunate, but not not unexpected. You know, and and this has been going on for a few years, but but obviously the magnitude the past couple of years is a lot different. But it reminds me a few years ago, Matt, when uh, Beyonce and I don't know if Jay Z did too, but Beyonce criticized police in general instead of just go. I don't have no problem if you want to go after just you know one experience, but to generalize just that all police are bad. And then, you know, meanwhile, every concert she has, she has, a, you know, a whole army of uh, police officers that will sit there and, uh, you know, protect her. Uh, how's that working out for her? I, I just that that's always bothered me. Yeah, it's 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 the it's classic lim- lim- limousine liberalism, right? It's, it's you know, they can afford to, to insulate themselves from their own policies while the, the people that are allegedly to help are the ones who suffer the consequences. And this is yet another instance of that. Right. Um and, and so it's it's just deeply unfortunate, not unexpected, uh, and 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 I hope we we kind of can get rid of this whole defund the police movement uh, once and for all, and get the police back out there protecting the Americans who need it most. 